0: This episode will cover potential bioterrorism agents, and here we're going to be talking about six different um, agents, and we're going to be grouping them along a separate set of axes. So what am I talking about when I'm talking about these agents? I'm talking about inhalational anthrax, uh, pneumonic plague, smallpox, viral hemorrhagic fever such as Ebola, tularemia, and cutaneous anthrax. and But in discussing these diseases, we're going to be focusing on the clinical findings, your syndrome, your differential diagnosis, your initial diagnostic testing, immediate infection control measures, and finally, treatment. So let's start with our first of six categories, and that's going to be inhalational anthrax. What are your clinical findings here? Um, First, you want to see nonspecific fluid-like illness, followed by abrupt onset of fever, chest pain, and dyspnea without chest X-ray findings of pneumonia. There will be a progression of shock and death in about 24 to 36 hours. The syndrome here is going to be acute respiratory distress with fever. On your differential diagnosis, you're going to want to differentiate pulmonary embolism as well as dissecting aortic aneurysm. Your initial diagnostic testing is going to consist of a chest x-ray with widened mediastatum as well as gram-positive rods in the blood. And as far as immediate infection control measures are concerned, you're going to want to take standard precautions and treat with ciproflexin, doxycycline, or penicillin. Our second agent is going to be pneumonic plague. And the clinical findings here are going to be apparent severe community-acquired pneumonia, but the patient will have hemopatosis, cyanosis, GI symptoms, and progression to shock and death within two to four days. Um, So roughly... No, not roughly. Uh, A a longer shock and um, fatality period than as was encountered with inhalational anthrax. The syndrome here is going to be acute respiratory distress with fever. On your differential diagnosis, you want to distinguish away community acquired pneumonia, hantavirus pulmonary syndrome, which is a rare condition that's covered in another edition on this podcast, um, rigocetial disease, as well as menino. Manojococemia. Manojococemia, yeah. Um, Your initial diagnostic testing, what does that look like? Well, you're going to see gram-negative rods or coccolobacilli with a safety pin appearance in sputum blood or lymph nodes. And as far as immediate infection control measures are concerned, you want to take standard and droplet precautions and treat with ciprofloxacin, doxycycline, gentamicin, and streptomycin as well. Smallpox. Uh, Smallpox is also um, a... In a, in an infective agent. And here, what we're going to see in terms of clinical finding are going to be a severe flu-like ploderm followed by generalized papular rash that begins on the face and extremities and uniformly progresses to, the vesicle, to form vesicles, pustules, um, leading to a headache, vomiting, back pain, and delirium. Um, your syndrome here that's going to be encountered is going to be acute rash with fever. And on your differential, you want to make sure that you distinguish away varicella, chicken pox, as well as disseminated herpes zoster and monkey pox, monkey pox. Um, for initial diagnostic testing, it's going to be a clinical setting where you make the diagnosis and you can control the infection with standard droplet, airborne, and contact precautions. And your treatment here is going to be primarily supported. Um, our fourth agent. What is our fourth Adrian? Um Viral hemorrhagic fever. And here we're talking about, an example would be Ebola, right? Um, your patient here is going to present with fever with mucosal bleeding, um, petechiae, thrombocytopenia, and hypotension. Uh, any syndrome that exists here will be acute rash with fever. On differential, you want to make sure that you distinguish away malaria, typhus, TTP, HUS, leptospirosis, as well as meningococcemia. Um, diagnostic, again, as was the case with smallpox, is going to be in the clinical setting. And you're going to take standard and standard and contact precautions um, to control the infection. And again, treatment is mainly supportive, as was the case with smallpox. Um, our fifth category is going to be tularemia, right? And what are the clinical findings here? Well, here the patient will present with fever, rigors, headache, myalgia, coryza and sore throat, followed by substantial discomfort, dry cough, pleuritis, or right, And the syndrome is going to be something that you typically see. It's going to be a set of symptoms that is highly similar to influenza. right? On your differential, you're going to want to, because this, the symptoms are so similar to influenza, you want to differentiate um, influenza as well as SARS, anthrax, smallpox, plague, Q fever, and atypical pneumonia. Um, for your initial diagnostic testing... Um, testing is going to consist of a checks x-ray with infiltrate, um, hiller, adenopathy, or effusion, and you're going to see small gram-negative cocobacilli in the sputum or the patient's blood. Um, standard precautions are taken to control the infection, and you can treat patients um, with cibroflaxin, doxycycline, genomycin, and streptomycin. And that brings us to our sixth and final category of agents um, today, and that is cutaneous anthrax. And here the clinical findings are going to consist primarily of pruritic macropapules that ulcerate by day two, progressing to the presence of vesicles, and a painless black s with extensive non-pitting. Um, the syndrome here is going to be particularly that of a localized ulcer, and you'll see extensive edema, On your differential, you want to make sure that you distinguish away staphylococcal lymphodentitis as well as eczema gangrenosum, or just, that's the Latin term for gangrene. You want to differentiate gangrene. Um, For your initial diagnostic testing, you're going to see gram-positive rods in vesicle fluid. Of course, you want to take standard precautions in controlling the infection, and you can treat cutaneous anthrax with penicillin, doxycycline, or ciprofloxacin. And that concludes this session on potential bioterrorism agents.